broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Scott Fun filling in for Stephanie Bell, traveling who knows where uh, in the world today. We have producer Hannah keeping everything in line. Hello, hello. And the radio legend John Marsh joining us. Good morning. And now we're going to bring in the Attorney General, the state's top lawman, the John Wade of Missouri, Andrew Bailey from Montgomery County. Welcome to Wake Up Bid, Missouri. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Big news over the weekend. Eric Schmidt, probably the most popular office holder in the state, the most popular conservative office holder for sure, come out and endorsed your campaign for Attorney General. Big shot in the arm, right? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, look, results matter. And if there's one thing Eric Schmidt values, it's getting things done. And I think he's seen what we've done for the last year. We inherited a legacy of excellence in that office that he left behind and carried on so much of the initiatives that he started and pushed forward our own that were aligned with his. And so I think he sees that. He sees the wins we've scored for the people of the state of Missouri and places a high value on that. So we've got a lot of momentum with us, and we're going to keep fighting and winning for the people of the state. Well, I mean, there's a lot of commonalities between the two of you. I mean, you were both appointed by Governor Parson. A lot of the lawsuits that you've been bringing to and actually seeing success in were filed by him when he was AG. Walk me through a couple of the things that you've taken the baton from him on and are now seeing and actually taking the court and seeing wins on. Yeah, well, the, the first and foremost was the student loan repayment case, putting a stop to President Biden's illegal attempt to saddle working Missouri families with Ivy League debt. Uh, Eric Schmidt filed that suit. I inherited it. We went, took it all the way to the United States Supreme Court. And, you know, the, the last time I tried a jury trial was at the Warren County Courthouse in May of 2018. And the very next courthouse I was in was the United States Supreme Court. So I mean, it was a real... Uh, Real incredible experience. And, and in case anybody's wondering, the Warren County Courthouse and the United States Supreme Court building looked nothing the same. But, well, but uh, it was a humbling experience to get to do that. And again, that was a huge win. Saved the taxpayers of the state of Missouri $44 million. That's just one example of, of how Eric Schmidt teed it up. We pushed it forward, and, and that team effort was able to deliver a win for the people of the state. He caught a lot of grief for suing Joe Biden. He, I think I saw him give a speech that I wake up, I sue Joe Biden, go to bed and do it again. Uh, but but in some of those lawsuits, sure, you're not going to win them all. But a lot of more than I think most people thought have not been dismissed and have been coming to trial. And I think that's and he'd be the first one to give you a lot of credit for taking those lawsuits, not dismissing him, hanging in there, especially those lawsuits against the federal government. He got a lot of criticism for, but there's been some big wins in in through that. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we put a stop to President Biden's illegal land grab with his promulgation of the waters of the United States rule where he was attacking Missouri agriculture. Less than 45 days in office, we filed suit on that, put a stop to it, and uh, it it prevented Biden from dictating what we can and can't do with our property. Nobody knows how better to preserve Missouri farmland than Missouri farmers. So the huge win on that. You know, we took a a suit against President Biden to force him to build the border wall. The Congress appropriated money. That appropriations bill is a statute. He's got to spend the money on the wall, as Congress intended. We took that all the way to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, got a win on that, and are forcing Biden to build that border wall. And then the First Amendment suit, Missouri v. Biden. This is the biggest First Amendment suit in this nation's history. Uh, We've successfully obtained an injunction to put a stop to government censorship on big tech social media. We took all that evidence to court, 20,000 pages of documents, numerous depositions, got an injunction on the 4th of July, defended it twice at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeal. The score is Missouri 3, Biden 0 in the fight for free speech. 
we're going to the Super Bowl. We'll be at the at the United States Supreme Court after the first of the year on that case. You're gonna make the Cotton Bowl just like Mizzou, <laughs> Brian. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Scott General Bailey. We appreciate you joining us live. I know that obviously a lot of attention is on these high profile cases and it, more of the uh, you know involving the Capitol and things like that and the federal government. You obviously have a criminal division as well, and I know your office secured a statutory rape conviction involving Franklin County back in October. 290, if I read it correctly, 295-year prison sentence. This involved sex crimes. The details just are horrendous. What what can you tell us without giving us too much? Because I know it's very graphic. Yeah, look, I mean, this was this is the worst of the worst, most violent sex offenders in this state, uh, and we were we were able to obtain a conviction and put him away for an appropriate amount of time to make sure he doesn't see the streets again and can't make more victims. And I'll tell you, we've got 22 prosecutors on staff, hundreds of years of the combined prosecutorial experience. I'm the first attorney general in several years to have worked both as a state prosecutor and enforcing state law at the county level from a county prosecutor's office. That. Those relationships matter. I mean, I've traveled the state. There are 46 judicial circuits in the state. We've gone circuit by circuit, meeting with prosecutors, sheriffs, and police chiefs, redefining where the attorney general's office fits in the criminal justice system. We've seen a 133% increase in requests for my office to come in and help prosecute crimes. At any given time, we've got 1,400 appeals pending where we're defending the state's conviction on appeals. We get them locked up. The police catch them. We get them locked up, and then we fight for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years to make sure they stay locked up. I'm committed to public safety. I think that safer safer streets equal prosperous communities, and it's about finding justice for victims. And my work at the prosecutor's office uh, has always uh, guided those principles. Yeah, and if I may follow up just very quickly, uh, Attorney General, um, just reading the details, and again, I won't go into them specifically, just of what this man was convicted of doing to a a young girl. and the injury she sustained while he's behind bars, the trauma physically, but the emotional trauma that that this person went through, it, it's just awful. Yeah. It, uh, she, she will be serving a life sentence because of, the, of what he put her through mm-hmm. and she will never forget. She will never fully recover uh, emotionally from the trauma he put her through. But we see that in so many different cases. And I'll tell you, those child sex cases are some of the most difficult cases to prosecute because of the nature of the evidence. You've got a young child who trusted an adult who uh, groomed, usually the adult has groomed the child for sexual behavior and then abuses that relationship. And you've got a young child who's experiencing things that they don't know how to describe with words that, that adults would use because those are adult activities that they're being forced to participate in against their will. And so that, that evidence is usually very, very difficult to put on in front of a jury, uh, very, very difficult for jurors to hear. And so those are those are tough cases. Proud of the work that my office did to find justice for that that particular victim. And our, you know, our thoughts and prayers are, are with her, and not just today, but for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years or more as she uh, continues to mature and grow and, and, and tries to move past this just incredibly terrible event uh, and that, that this awful human being put her through. Thank you. General, it seems like every time we talk to you, we talk to you all about the high-profile cases. There are big news stories with the LGBTQ foster issue and the and the abortion issue and all. But we know, you know, anybody in in Mid Missouri knows that some of the hardest working folks in your office are the folks in consumer protection. We know you've had some pretty uh, high-profile high-profile bus that you've been in there, roofers in Springfield and all sorts of things. That has to continue, doesn't it? 
It does. Yeah. Proud of the work we've done in our consumer protection uh, division. That's about protecting working Missouri families from deceptive business practices and scams. Again, we've obtained millions of dollars in restitution for working families across Missouri. One of the things we've effectively done is partner with other states, had a multi-million dollar suit uh, that was actually, uh, the, the venue was in Texas, but partnered with other states to go after a national bad actor who was defrauding uh, Missouri consumers as well and obtained a multi-million dollar judgment. Again, that's money that we put back in Missouri consumers' pockets, back in the working Missouri families' pockets. Uh, we've sought re- re- compensation for the state as well. Millions of dollars obtained in sanctions against uh, some of these companies and, and bad practices. Launched a massive lawsuit against Dollar General where we uncovered that they were uh, changing the price. The price you would see at the at the uh, uh, at the aisle at the, at, on the, the shelf was not what was being charged at the counter. And it wasn't just a one-off. This was happening statewide. Is happening in other states as well. So that is a deceptive practice that is illegal. We're fighting to get compensation from Missouri consumers. You know, these are consumers whose, uh, right now, Biden's economic inflation is an attack on working Missouri families. People are hurting. The price of milk is sky high. Gas prices are high. We just sent our kids back to school in September. The back-to-school prices all are high. And so uh, right now we need to be protecting working Missouri families' hard-earned dollars, not allowing for these kind of fraudulent business practices to prey on Missouri consumers. General Bell, let's talk about the campaign for a second. Uh, it's it is officially campaign season. You're you're less than a year out from the August primary. Uh, it's an interesting contrast, right? Now you have one opponent, uh, Harvard educated East Coast guy, come to come to the state to run for AG. You're a Montgomery County farm boy, educated here in Missouri. It's a very, it's maybe the most stark contrast of two folks' backgrounds I've ever seen running for office here in the state. Yeah, I'm a working Missourian with Missouri values who's from here and raising a family here. I'm invested, and I'm delivering wins. Results are going to matter, and I think the voting public is already looking at the results, the wins we've delivered, fighting and winning for the state of Missouri, and liking what they see. And so that's going to matter. Do you want rhetoric? Do you want political speak? you want somebody who desperately wants to be a politician and is willing to spend Wall Street mommy and daddy money to do it? Or do you want a working Missourian, a combat veteran of both the battlefield and the courtroom who's delivering wins for the people of the state? Because that's who I am. Well, still, it's going to be a lot of money from East Coast coming here. I mean, I I saw, I read the other day where uh, when you were, when the governor was considering the appointment, the East Coast guys called Willard, Aaron Willard, the governor's chief of staff, and tried to back him down. And boy, they I think they caught the Northeast Missouri out of Aaron Willard. I think he told him how to calculate the cabbage. I think there is going to be a lot of money coming from these coasts. How do you deal with that? I mean, millions of dollars coming to essentially just kind of buy the seat for one of their own. Yeah, I mean, look, again, I think results are going to matter. I'm a fighter and a winner. I have successfully carried on that legacy of excellence that Eric Schmidt left behind. That's why I got his endorsement. And stuff like that's going to matter to the voting public. I don't think the Missourians are – we're the show-me state for a reason. We're not easily deceived. We want to see results. That's why we're the show-me state. Now, folks from Wall Street and the East Coast might not understand that because they're too busy sipping champagne in their ivory towers, and that's what we're up against. But at the end of the day, the show-me state wants to see results. I'm showing results. And that's going to matter to the voting public. All right. So you're a Mizzou guy. Mizzou's going to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not narking on anyone here. I'm not trying to be a rat, but my friend Kelton that works with me, he has an illegal gambling pool. I'm the only person that took Alabama this weekend. Lincoln Huff, Aaron Baker, and Mike Mahoney all took Georgia. I took Alabama, and I did take the points. I'm not bragging too much. Um, it, hypothetically, if you could v- make a wager, Mizzou minus two and a half. I like us against Ohio State, don't you? 
I do, especially I heard uh, that maybe Ohio State's quarterback's entering the transfer yeah. portal, so that's a huge blow to them. I think Mizzou's riding a lot of positive momentum. You know, from what I hear from Coach Drinkwitz, it sounds like uh, a lot of the players are enthusiastic about coming back, which is great. I mean, this was a fantastic team that exceeded expectations. It's good to have. Uh, you know, just a, an incredibly, uh, incredibly great winning season in, in Mizzou football. Again, I remember you know I was in uh, in uh, undergrad when uh, Gary Pinkle was first hired, and we started seeing some success. And then as soon as I went into the Army and went to Iraq, of course we had the you know 2007, 2008 seasons where Chase Daniel was really performing at a high level. And then I came back, and and uh, you know we Blaine Gabbert had a decent first year, but it took a little while to get uh, get back off uh, back off, uh, on our feet, and then. 2010, I started law school, and of course we had a 10-win season then, and then that followed up with 2013-2014 uh, some wins. So good to see winning programs back at Mizzou. So essentially, it, you're saying Mizzou success corresponds with you being on campus. That's pretty much right. Yeah, yeah and, you got know, it. Jeff City's only 30 minutes south of campus, so we can, uh, I, you know, I'll, that typical politician, you know, take credit for everything <laughs> good that happens and deny anything bad that happens. So. I, it is there is a there is a buzz. Robin Winokur and Drinkwitz remind me of each other. Both extremely positive. Just a great frenetic energy when they're around. Yeah, that's right. I mean, both of them have great personalities. They're uplifting. Uh, and they're they're highly competent. Uh, I look really look up to Robin, a close friend of mine, and and Coach Drink. Man, uh, what an incredible story uh, coming to Mizzou and and getting this thing. I mean, look at his success on the recruiting trail. I mean, anybody that was following it knew yep. he was planting the seeds that would germinate and grow into a ten win season like we see here. And he was he had the confidence to stick with Brady Cook. I mean, uh, the guys delivered. And and you know, look at. Uh, Luther Burden the third. I mean, again, a great recruiting story. Uh, he's keeping the, the Missouri kids in Missouri. I think it's uh, just an incredible story. Well, General Bailey, thank you for joining us. I think you're going to want to stick around and take just a few minutes out of your busy schedule of putting murders in jail. What's hot with Hannah usually at 725, but today it's what matters to Millie. My daughter is going to take over What's Hot with Hannah coming up at 725, which is why we have to end this so we can be on time. Millie, it would be the ultimate hypocrisy for you to be yeah, late on guys, this. Yeah, guys, TikTok. <laughs> General, thanks for joining us. Hey, love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk soon. We'll be right back with What Matters to Millie. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get an exclusive look behind the scenes of the show by watching on YouTube. Search Wake Up Mid-Missouri. It is 7.26, not 7.25. That means that it is normally time for What's Hot with Hannah. But today, I'm passing the baton to my biggest supporter, Millie. And we're doing What Matters with Millie. Millie, what you got? Well, if you're anything like my little brother, Augustus, who some of you guys may know, then you love McNuggets, and you'll love to hear the news that McDonald's is doing a secret new spinoff chain called Cosmics. It's supposed to be smaller, and it's going to be a bigger rival of Starbucks. You're telling me that there'll <laughs> be a place where you can get your pink drink from Starbucks and Gussie Chicken McNuggets all in the same place? Yes. Okay, this is that we should have the world news tonight. Dun, 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 dun. This is big stuff in the Fawn household. Yes, we can make both children happy. I love it. <laughs> Little news. Fox News thing. I mean, the, the, this is a revolutionary concept for the Fawn household. So you can go and you can get your pink drink type 
fa- I don't drink f- fancy coffee. You could get fancy coffee or coffee and chicken McNuggets. Yes, sir, you can. I tell you what, that Ronald McDonald, don't sleep on him. That guy knows what he's doing. Uh, Here lately, I feel like McDonald's keeps coming out with more and more, I don't want to say weird, but weird stuff. Mm-hmm. All the stuff they did with Grimace this year yeah, for but, his birthday. Remember when they tried to do a health food kick? And I'm like, you're not health food. You're McDonald's. <laughs> it's just it's just not what you are. But I'll tell you this. I, I have, I'll be honest with you, I have cake pops at Starbucks. Eh, okay, pretty good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, I'm secure enough in my manhood. I can admit Starbucks does have a good cake pop. The egg bites, eh, hit and miss. There is no breakfast from any fast food chain as good as a McDonald's breakfast. Ooh, that's a hot take. That is I a mean, hot take. I'm telling you, that hash brown, mwah. I would say when we're going south, back to Wardsville today, probably that Ashland McDonald's. Probably hope, hope they have a couple hot hot hash browns for us, right? <laughs> yes. You know, we're going to start getting texts at 874-9390 about the best fast food breakfast. Oh, gimme, gimme, yeah. I, the best fast food breakfast. It, show Prove me wrong about McDonald's. Or, and now maybe Cosmics, but I think it's also has to be pointed out here what's hot with hannah i I, there's somebody in this studio her name rhymes with schmilly (laughs) who's very particular about what's hot with hannah starting at 725 okay it wasn't my fault actually because you and andrew bailey talked for way too long jumping on general bailey i like there's actually a common denominator there uh you know we meet with scott Every week at 710 mm-hmm. on Monday mornings here on Wake Up in Missouri. So it's Stephanie Bell's fault, yes. And tr- typically, What's Hot with Hannah runs late on Mondays. I'm just throwing that out yep. there. Well, I, look, I, I don't want to just all of us talk well, bad about Stephanie at once. Well, not really known for being early or on time. He's usually <laughs> like 30 seconds. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back with a guy that's always on time. That's University of Missouri assistant president and the man that pulled off the Mizzou miracle, Moon Choi, after this. Saying whatever we want, wake up mid-Missouri. the fight song play it is a good time to be a tiger right now we're going to bring you the man that pulled off the mizzou miracle the man that has turned the campus around uh the man that uh, picked out a coach a little known coach from Appalachia. well brian would know who it was but a little known coach the rest was in appalachian state moon Choi, the president of the university of missouri system boy it's a good time to be moon Choi, isn't it <laughs> well, it's a good time to be a Tigers fan, ain't it? Scott, I, I, great to talk to you. It is, uh, th- there's an energy. It, th- it's almost like a, 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 tri- a, a triumphant. Uh, you've got yourself, Robin Winnaker, Coach Drinkwitz. It, there's a real common karma between the three of you, just positivity, and, and you just kind of want to be a part of it right now. I mean, when it, the, the campus is great, we're going to talk about football. Obviously, Brian walked in the room, so we're going to talk college football. But let's before we get into that, right now it's a great time. I don't know that in my professional lifetime, Mizzou's ever been on a better plane. Not not just on the football field, not just on the basketball court, although those are the most high-profile successes. I mean, you look around the AAU, you saw Nebraska get booted out. Mizzou's standing is very well there. Uh, you go to the Capitol, there was a time when the, the president of the University of Missouri system could walk through the rotunda of the Capitol, and people would run and hide behind columns. No one wanted to be caught in a picture with them. The, the, the legislature, I think, is very supportive of what you're doing. Uh, it's just a great time. The other campuses are seeing problems with, with outbreaks and things. That doesn't happen here. It's a good – Mizzou has a lot of really good things going for it. 
You're absolutely right. I think it really does start with alignment, alignment with uh, a very strategic vision established by the board and the administrators working with the faculty and staff to ensure that we can achieve the excellence that this university deserves and the state deserves. So uh, we feel good about the progress that we're making. Tell folks about your new, uh, the chair of the Board of Curators, Robin Winokur. She's the ball of fire. Well, she is going to be an outstanding chair. She follows an outstanding chair of Michael Williams. And there's no one that works harder for the university than Robin Winokur. So we look forward to working with her. And uh, we got some exciting, uh, exciting plans ahead to increase student success, improve the stature of the university, and also to see more championships on this campus. Hey, uh, real quick, before we bring Brian in, I want to ask you the Guy Award, one of the most prestigious awards the university gives out. Uh, you have three tremendous uh, honorees. You've got, obviously, Luke DeMeyer, Chris Chen, the director of Ag, but Caleb Jones. I mean, you talk about somebody that truly deserves the honor. Uh, it, that is a that is a well deserved award, and it's a it's a it's an esteemed award. You have a long list to follow up with, but boy, Caleb Jones really deserves that honor. Uh, we're so proud of Caleb, and you know he provided incredible service and leadership uh, for the state of Missouri. And now he's leading; you know, he's bringing electricity and the and mm-hmm. the economic impact that it brings to every every county in the state. And we're so proud of him. And Chris Chen, as the director of agriculture, she is uh, there's not a better person to look out for the number one industry in the state. And represent Luke DeMeyer. He's a tiger. He's a Lincoln tiger, but we, he's a tiger <laughs> nonetheless. And uh, he has been doing the right things, making us proud in Washington, D.C. President Choi, we appreciate you joining us live here on the uh, program. I was with you back in mid-August at the uh, Hyatt Top Row Field in the Walsworth Family Columns Club. The governor signed the NIL bill that day. And I remember you telling me at the time mm-hmm. you predicted that bill would help Mizzou win championships i'm going to have you elaborate on that and also let's let's have you update our listeners on some of those major facility improvements planned at uh, furrow field and the stadium i think there's a lot of interest in that well the nil bill that we have in the state of missouri is uh is really uh uh class leading and uh, we're able to ensure that the best players from missouri stay in missouri I mean, there's no reason why a player from St. Louis or Kansas City would have to go to Ohio or Michigan or Alabama to play. They can play right here, and we play football, basketball, and all sports that we have in our program at the highest level, and that's what the bill allows. So I'm very proud of the state legislature as well as the governor for making this happen. And in terms of the facilities, you know, we got a little bit of a sneak peek with the uh, with the uh, announcement of a plan to reimagine the north end zone. But that's the first phase. And I'm not going to get ahead of uh, our AD or our board, and I'm going to have them speak more about that in the future. But good things are in the works. Good things are in the works for athletics and academics at the university. Appreciate it, doctor. Thank you. Doctor, talk to Doctor, talk to us about uh, how your relationship is with the faculty right now in the, the Mizzou System campuses. I know with the diversity and equity and inclusion and all that, you took some lumps mm-hmm. from them. What kind of relationship do you have with faculty right now? 
I think it's a, it's a relationship uh, that is improving. Um, I took over this position as chancellor during COVID. There were some difficult decisions that we had to make in terms of, you know, operating the university during the pandemic, some budget cuts that we had to deal with. And uh, it did not provide me, the pandemic did not provide me with an opportunity to engage with faculty you know, directly. It was done by Zoom, and we all know how effective that can be when it comes to developing relationships. So it's a relationship that is developing. We may not always agree, but uh, I know that the faculty on the whole want the very best for the university and uh, want to provide an education that will prepare our students to become leaders in the future. And they want to do research, research that's meaningful. And as a land-grant university, they all know, they also know that the research and education is going to improve the lives of Missouri. And I can't ask for more than that. You know, Dr. Cho, I've watched you at the legislature. Uh, there, there's a little bit of a um, maybe anti-professor uh, starting off with some folks at the legislature. I've watched you educate folks. You've educated me. I, I didn't always understand the value some of the faculty has at bringing those research dollars. Explain to folks how valuable that Mizzou faculty is and how, you know, it, you do have to take extra steps to take care of your, of your really talented faculty. And it does make a difference that, that they're there. You know, our faculty members are are truly world-class. These are faculty members that could be working at Harvard. They can be working at University of Michigan. But they chose to be here because they know that Mizzou is a special place. And we're also attracting, because of the quality of our faculty and our investment in infrastructure, we're attracting faculty members from top universities because they know that we will support their work. And, you know, we have faculty members that are doing just incredible work in advancing civil discourse and increasing the, uh, or elevating the importance of, of uh, free speech through the Kinder Institute. Professors like Jay Dow, Jay Sexton, Carly Conklin are just doing incredible work to educate our student leaders to say, it's okay to have differences, but let's talk about that. Let's learn from each other. And that kind of engagement really does make the education at our university very special. We also have faculty members that are working on the most advanced radio pharmaceuticals that will be used to treat and in some case cure cancer. And there's no other university that can do that. And we can do that because of our faculty and our infrastructure. Incredible work. I, I'm just... Uh, I'm just in awe every time that I meet these faculty members and see the commitment that they have to advancing our community and our society. Being joined by Dr. Choi on the Eagle 93.9 and News Radio 950 KWS. Dr. Choi, if the folks watching on Facebook and YouTube can see, Millie, Millie uh, laid out of school a little bit this morning to come with me. She took her Blair Oak sweatshirt uh -huh. off to reveal her Mizzou uh -huh. t-shirt. Uh, Millie, uh -huh. I, she was talking before the break. She's on the uh -huh. verge of a Mizzou commitment. Maybe Cotton Bowl tickets might sway her. <laughs> right, you Millie? Know what? I, I think Cotton Bowl tickets may sway her, but the outstanding programs that we have, no matter what she wants to study. I could see her becoming an attorney. I could see her becoming an attorney, and we have an outstanding law school. But, uh, Millie, come see us. We're going to show you all that we can offer at Mizzou for you. I will. 
if you seen her negotiate that Christmas list, you would totally think she could be an attorney. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Real quickly, Doctor, tell us what it means for the for the campus to go to a place like the Cotton Bowl. I mean, it, it's it's financial, it's exposure. Go go through the benefits that it, uh, being on the truly the national stage, like the Mizzou is going to be uh, later in the month in the Cotton Bowl. What, what does that what does that mean for the college? Well, you know, obviously, I am so happy for our players, but I'm happy for our fans, our fans that stuck with us uh, through some difficult times mm-hmm. in football. And uh, and also to see our coach drink to, you know, elevate the team to this level. Uh, and many people didn't think we would get there, but I knew, I knew that we had a very special team because the coach told me. They were going to have a very special team. Well, it really and, validated. People remember that 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 coaching decision. There were some folks that thought a, a, a guy from Arkansas State might be good. It looked like you guys kind of were going down that path. You put a little pause in it, and you went to Hampton, North Carolina, and got a mm-hmm. guy that I'm sure Brian Hausworth knew all about, but the rest of us normal people that aren't that intelligent, I'd never heard of Elia Drinkwitz. I'd never heard of Appalachian State, frankly. You pull this guy out of a college that, that most people had never heard of. I mean, that, that took some guts to stop your process and go get, I mean, if you stopped your process for Nick Saban, that's one thing. You stopped your process and went and got a guy from Appalachian State. That took some vision. You know, it was, I mean, it was truly a collaborative effort with, uh, you know, key key, uh, inputs from the board as well as the athletics program. And, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, uh, like you said, he wasn't Nick Saban. But I think we got a Nick Saban in the works. And we want to keep, we want to keep Eli Drinkwitz here at Mizzou for a long time, for him to build a, a program of legacy that uh, we can all be proud of. And we're 10 and 2. In fact, uh, <laughs> sounds you know, good to say, doesn't call, it? If some calls went our way, we'd be 11 and 1 oh, right now. Oh, that LSU yeah. game, rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Dr. Troy, congrats on all the success. We look forward to seeing you at the combo. We look forward to seeing you for Millie's first day on campus four years from now. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing you, Millie, and Scott, Brian, and everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Choi. We're going to be right back. Top of the other, Crystal Quaid, Democratic nominee for governor. We're going to be back after the break. I've been getting your text. Send them in here. Uh, we have, we've been talking about your top uh, fast food breakfast chain, 874-9390. Send me your text. We're going to go through the text when we get back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Words do matter when it comes to these guys. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And that would be all, except for this. Rhymes or shakes? Yes, we have a studio participation quiz this morning. Rappers have... Way with words, stay tuned. Crossword solver analyzing the lyrics of the modern Smiths and comparing their vocabulary to Shakespeare to see which modern artist is the most Shakespearean. They talk to 400 best-selling rappers. Then they say the most Shakespearean rapper is Aesop Rock Cannabis, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and one we've heard of, Loopy Fiasco, hip-hop groups, De La Soul, and the Wu-Tang Clan, the most Shakespearean, most common words used in Shakespeare plays and rap, control and bump. So here's our quiz. The Bard or hip-hop? Just as high as my heart. Oh, man. Who is it, kids? 
Shakespeare. Very good. From Ooh. As You Like It. Our tongue is rough cuz because my condition is not smooth. It's your chicken bill, though. I bet Wu-Tang Clan would be for the cashew chicken bill. No, that's uh, Henry V. And oh. Our cakes dough on both sides. Uh, rapper. Yeah, rapper. Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare. No! You know, I knew it was not Conway <laughs> Twitty, but I didn't know which one. I knew it wasn't Conway, though. And our final one, Holla Holla. Oh, Tazir from Coffee Zone. And and Gwen Stefani is not an actor. No, that's Tazir from Coffee Zone in Jefferson City. No, it's not. (laughs) It's it's King Lear. That's where he got it. Oh. Now you know the rest of that story. Or King Lear got it from Tazir, one of the two. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Uh, You know, of all the things I thought I was going to encounter this morning, a rap quiz was not one of them, John. I love it. Pulling the old wild card out. John's pretty with it. Okay, let's go through here. We have some. We have tons of text now. I'm telling you, the fast food breakfast, because I'm in a hurry in the morning because I do not get up early, which is just, it's a miracle. We made it here by 6. I was uh, getting a little nervous this morning. Well, I told, I, yeah, I, I got a text from Hannah. It was so funny. We're on the way up, and Hannah sends me the, I'm not saying you're late. I'm just kind of <laughs> checking on you text, but I'm kind of saying you're late, and I'm worried you're not going to show up text. So okay, I, well, <laughs> you guys got to grow to know my dad that he thinks one minute is early. Because it is early. And so when I get to school, I'm supposed to be at school at 8 o'clock, and we roll up at a crisp 7.58, 7.59 if I'm lucky, and I used to be really mad and be on him all the time. And so, and much... Like my little brother, he hates getting up, too. So I just live in a household of boys that just hate to wake up early in the morning while I'm up at 5.30. Well, you're well, you're close to getting your license, and you won't have to worry yeah, about finally, it, Yeah, right? finally. Well, Ten years too long. Hopefully, when you're in charge of getting to school, you'll be born on time than you were with the What's Hot with Hannah segment. But whatevs. All right, That wasn't my fault. That was Attorney General Andrew Bailey's fault. I'll Throwing repeat him that. under the bus. All right, Morgan comes in. 100% agree. McDonald's having the best breakfast, uh, no doubt. Ricky Perkins, I love this. He he brought up Wendy's is pretty good. That is true. Wendy's does have an yes. underrated breakfast. Yeah, I agree. Um, Evan dropped uh, he he dropped a cool one here. I had not. I'm not for Yummy's Donuts. Said so they he's got one in Boonville. There may be one in Columbia, but they're the friendliest folks in town. I dig that. Those are good. We actually picked up some of those. The day of my wedding, we had like a little breakfast spread for my bridesmaids. Well played. Yeah. All right. Now, this is uh, our buddy Jim Madigan. He, he he really didn't care about the breakfast, but he brought up that Mooney's to clean up the J school was <laughs> what his thought was. Uh, then Sandy Paulson, got to have McDonald's for fast food. We have uh, we have one vote in here for the breakfast uh, biscuits and gravy at Hardee's, which I will agree with is Yuck. outstanding. Yuck. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of the biscuits and gravy at Hardee's. But then my man James comes in. He's an American flag from Missouri. He brought up the the sleeper pick that I think is going to be the top one, Casey's Pizza. Yes, very, very Breakfast good. Pizza Breakfast Pizza is better than that. I will. That is wonderful. I used to buy that for nearly every day. Every single morning to the point where I would like, I got so grouped, like disgusted, and I didn't want to tell my dad, so I would just hide it in my backpack. Well, it started smelling terrible bad, like terrible. And my mom found it one day, and she's like, Millie, why do you have so much pizza? And I was like, it just breaks my heart to tell my dad that I don't like it anymore because he knows, or I like that he likes to do something with me. Oh, well, that's and, sweet. And then we have Stephanie Bell chiming in from, I don't know, Bora Bora, Aruba, Monaco. Japan. J- who knows, yeah. 
Uh, she agrees with McDonald's is the top fast food breakfast. Look, these are great choices. The Casey's is a is a solid run. Oh, Brad's coming in here. Chick fil A. Okay, Chick fil A. Yes. I actually prefer Chick fil A breakfast to Chick fil A dinner. Kind of like with yeah. McDonald's. Same. But uh, but I I. Even though Chick-fil-A is a solid pick, I, I'm kind of with you, Brad. Well, and it's funny that Stephanie said she likes McDonald's breakfast because Stephanie doesn't like sandwiches. But I feel like that's most of the breakfast well, menu. Yes, yeah. that would be the entire menu outside the hash yeah. browns. But those hash Anybody's browns... Anybody who's been down and the deep cake. south might vote for crystals. I've Ooh. heard of this. Didn't know it. All right, shoot me your text in here. Well, let me know. 874-9390. We'll be right back with Crystal Quaid after this.